Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Good morning. Well, I'm talking to you here. I'm kind of walking around in my kitchen trying to make a little omelet for lunch. I don't know why it is that I kind of feel like I'm making a steak, you know, because I don't know why eggs taste so much better now that they are, you know, $5 a dozen. But at any rate, that's what I'm doing as I'm talking to you. And I'm thinking about God's blessings because I just read Genesis chapter 38. And you know, I just wanted to talk to you just for a second about it because sometimes we look at that chapter and we're reading about Joseph and then suddenly we're reading about Judah and how that he spurned women in his life and how that he finally at the sheep shearing festival went in unto... um, someone that he thought was a prostitute, someone who was dressed up like a prostitute, someone who was trying to trick him, and it indeed was his daughter-in-law, Tamar, we call her. I think they probably would say Tamar over in Israel. But she was his daughter-in-law. She was, um, just read the story and you'll be amazed. She was, he was unsuspecting as he committed this sin of fornication with his daughter-in-law. Oh my, it is very stormy outside. I'm going to get away from this window for a second. Oh, I think I'm going to come back to this actually. Okay, well that was a little bit scary. It's still um, a really boisterous wind and bad rain out there, but the worst of it I think has gone by. And so I'm going to finish this up real quick. We were talking from Genesis chapter 38. We were talking about Judah and Tamar and how that he, um, due to a set of circumstances that you'll read there, he went and had a sexual relationship with his daughter-in-law because he thought she was a prostitute. And you remember how that she asked for evidence, his signet and his staff, and... um, well, payment. She asked for payment, and it it ended up being evidence that he had actually gone in unto his daughter-in-law, and he was very angry at the prospect that someone would do that. They presented the evidence, and twins then were born to Tamar and Judah. Let's, Let's just read a little bit of this passage about three months after that is, after the sexual relationship, it was told Judah, saying, Tamar, your daughter-in-law, has played the harlot, and she is with child by whoredom. And Judah said, Bring her out, and let her be burnt. Wow, what hypocrisy there. So when she was brought out, she sent to her father-in-law, saying, By the man whose these are, I am with child. In other words, I'm pregnant, by whoever this staff belongs to, and this signet, and these bracelets. Just discern, I pray you, whose are these? And Judah acknowledged them, and said, she's been more righteous than I have been, and because I gave her 
not to Sheila, my, my son, and he knew her again no more. So he had withheld his son from marrying Sheila, from, I'm sorry, from marrying Tamar, and then he had gone into her. And so it says in verse 27, it came to pass in the time of her travail, her labor, that behold, twins were in her womb, and it came to pass when she travailed, that the one put out his hand, and the midwife took and bound upon his hand a scarlet thread, saying, This one came out first. And it came to pass as he drew back his hand that his brother came out. And she said, How, has, how did you break forth? This breach be upon thee. Therefore his name was called Pharez. And then afterward came out his father that had the scarlet, his brother, I'm sorry, that had the scarlet thread upon his hand, and his name was called Zara. So she put the scarlet thread on Zara, thinking that he was going to break forth first and be the, the primary inheritor. But then Pharez broke out first and became the oldest son then of Judah by Tamar. So as I'm thinking about this, I, um, I, I want to say when reading this, probably at all times before this, I've wondered why do we, why did the Holy Spirit interrupt the story of Joseph here in Genesis chapter 38? Why do we have this almost like a parenthesis? Here's what's happening with Joseph. And then in chapter 39, he's going to pick again, pick up with Joseph again. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian bottom of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down. So it's going to pick right back up with Joseph. And it's almost like, okay, chapter 38 is a parenthesis that tells a story that's unrelated. That is the farthest thing from the truth. Because here we have Joseph going down into the land of Egypt. And you remember in our last dig a bit, we talked about God's purpose there. He's going to make a nation and it's going to end up that the very children of Pharaohs are going to be traveling down. Pharaohs and his children are going to be traveling down to um, Egypt and maybe uh, Pharaohs may not even have children by the time the 70 go down to Egypt. Probably won't. But Pharaohs is going to travel down to Egypt and be one of the fathers of this great nation that's going to come together as slave a slave nation in the land of Egypt and then you remember the ten plagues are going to come and God is going to set them free and through this nation as we said last time he's bringing about the Messiah so he has Joseph down there who is going to finally end up second to Pharaoh and is going to be able to peacefully move 70 people who are the family of his father Jacob down into the land of Egypt and Pharez is going to be one of those people. As we think about that, we think, okay, Cindy, how is this related? Well, remember, Judah is the Messianic tribe. It is going to be 
David of the tribe of Judah who comes to the everlasting throne and the everlasting throne then finally lands in the hands of the spiritual king Jesus Christ who is God God is going to come to earth through the loins of or through the seed of Jacob and he's going to come through the seed of Jacob's son Judah and he's going to come through the seed of Judah's son by the harlot the prostitute he's going to come through Pharaoh's so if you look in Matthew and I'm sure you already are aware of this if you look in Matthew you find Abraham in verse 2 fathering Isaac and Isaac begat Jacob and Jacob begat Judah and his brethren and Judah begat Pharez and Zerah of Tamar and Pharez begat Ezram and Ezram begat Aram and so you go on down and finally you come to Jacob in verse 16 the father of Joseph another Jacob and Joseph father and son in verse 16 of Matthew and Jacob begat Joseph the husband of Mary of whom was born Jesus who is called the Christ who is it that's going to be in the lineage of Jesus Christ who is it that's going to be the ancestor of Jesus Christ not going to be Joseph who's the one who's making the place for him down in Egypt it's going to be Pharaoh's this one who was born of the prostitute to whom Judah went in with whom he had sex in Genesis chapter 38 so God is making a an ancestry here for Jesus Christ a nation through which he will be born and through Joseph he is moving that nation down into the land of Egypt to multiply and to grow and then to be ready to cross the Red Sea and go on into the promised land you see God can do I love Romans 8 28 because it's all things it wasn't just what was happening to Joseph it wasn't just happen what was happening to Judah it wasn't just the unfortunate event that occurred when Tamar was spurned and then played the harlot it wasn't just any of those events it was all of those events combined to make a, a way for me to go to heaven I just love the fact that all things work together for good to them who love God and are the called according to his purpose I would not be even anywhere in the realm of being called to be a child of God were it not for every person that we've talked about today in Genesis chapter 38 the parenthetical chapter that we wonder now why did God stick this in here it's because he was doing one thing in the life of Joseph he was doing another thing in the life of Judah two brothers that were at odds with one another but God was making a plan by which their separate actions 
would come together into his melting pot that would end up making a Messiah, making God, who already was with the Father for eternity, he was making a way through all of these separate events that were occurring. They were not happenstance. They were the providence of God, and he was making a way for me to have heaven. I love that. What it says to me is that sometimes things are not like I would have them to be in this life. But if I'm serving him, he can take all things and work them together for good to those who love him and are the called according to his purpose. I'm going to wait on the Lord. I hope you have a good day.